Well, hello. Welcome to another edition of the Sunday Recap Podcast. I'm Jason Smith with David Wojnicki. I'll let you say your own name today. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> well, good morning. How are you? I'm good. It's morning here. Yeah, it is so. morning. Yeah. Yeah, we're doing yeah. it. You know, something that people don't know. You said, you know, announce your name. Yeah. You know, I say David Wojnicki. The correct, actually, Polish pronunciation. Please do could tell. You, could you do imagine tell. what this is? It actually, Wojnicki. Ah. Could you imagine if I, people would have no, people have a hard enough time spelling Wojnicki <laughs> or even pronouncing it if I said Wojnicki. So. I think every Sunday you should uh, say Sunday your name so, like that every week so, yeah. and, uh, or go back and forth. Let's throw people <laughs> off. <laughs> no, well, yesterday we were in, of course, the book of Luke yep. again. Yep. And uh, yeah, really enjoying Really enjoying this series, and uh, again, as we talked about last week, it's teeing right up for the Christmas season as we just entered into. Yeah. Uh, so as you prepared this sermon, what in particular stood out to you? Well, I mentioned it, I think, uh, in the first hour more than the second. Uh, it's not something that necessarily s- stood out, but I had no idea that when I was preparing to preach this text that I would actually take three weeks on this text rather than just one. Right. And um, You say three weeks. Maybe you can... Ex- <laughs> no, no, I mean, I, I, I could, but, but the, the richness and the depth that's there of these verses that we typically just read kind of right past, yeah. um, yet... Luke is actually trying to anchor us in a number of things that are going to come later in Jesus' life. He's right. He really wants us to embrace the identity of Jesus and the story of Simeon and Anna, who we didn't even mention yesterday. Yes. Um, yes. And the presentation of Jesus in the temple. So, so the depths that's there, his circumcision, all those things that we talked about even last week, um, that was something that kind of you know stood out to me was uh, how much is there and mm-hmm. uh, just not not just flying past it. But when things are said about people in the Bible i.e. Simeon being righteous and filled with the Holy Spirit and promised not to see them, you know, promised not to die before he sees the Messiah. Like, mm. what does that actually mean? Does, does, it it, mean? does it mean for us? Does it help us to inform our own faith and our own walk with the Lord? And the answer is yes, it does. Mm. Mm. Yes, mm. it does, because we're called righteous, because we have the Spirit, all, all of those kind of things. But um, something that was just amusing to me. Yes. Do and tell. I alluded to it towards the end of my message was uh, when it does say that Simeon was promised not to die before he saw uh, Jesus. Uh, I just, that just, I just find that humorous. My mind just goes to those places, right? So, yes, you yes. know, is he going to eat whatever he wants to eat? Is he going to walk out into traffic? Like, you know, what kind of confidence would that give you on a day-to-day basis? We don't know if he was married. We don't know if he has children. Yeah. None of that stuff is mentioned. Um, he but. doesn't say he'll protect him from harm. So you would be the person who's <laughs> full of harm, like injured all over the place. Yeah, I'm, but I'm still alive. I'm still alive, but I'm paralyzed. Yeah, that, 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 yes. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Uh, maybe, maybe he was wiser than I would have been. Maybe, something that's how, that, that going slowly through scripture reminds me many times we read passages and we're like, mm-hmm. oh, I know that passage. And so mm-hmm. we either don't read it or we think there's not much for us, but it just reminds us. Yeah. of diving into God's word. Mm-hmm. And we, we talk about this, but but seeing that there's more treasure hidden there than we see on first pass. Yeah, it's, slow down sometimes. Slow down. Slow, slow down. So. Sometimes it's good to read uh, large swaths. We'll, we get it into context. It. Get context, and, read yes, the entire book. Absolutely. And, and that gives a different feel. Sometimes you slow down. And, absolutely. Uh, by the way, just uh, for those that were kind of wondering, so as we are in the Christmas season, yeah, this upcoming Sunday, December 10th, we're going to finish out Jesus here in the temple. Okay. Um, and then on December 17th, because people are wondering where do the wise men fit into yeah. all of this, uh, we're going to look at the wise men story separate from the Gospel of Luke. Then we're going to have a special Christmas Eve yep. um, message yep. and uh, 
and then the next few weeks we're going to take a break from Luke and we're going to kind of focus on the new year and then us as a church at the start of January and then we're going to jump back into Luke um, with uh, Jesus as a young boy and back in the temple again. So okay. that's kind of where we're going. Good, yeah. good, good, good. Yeah. Um, well, well, looking back at yesterday, yeah. you, you spoke on the Holy Spirit. The Holy right. Spirit was upon him. Yeah. And, and of course, there could be sermon after sermon on the Holy Spirit. There's a lot of misunderstanding mm-hmm. dealing mm-hmm. particularly with the Holy Spirit. But could you expand a little bit on the Holy Spirit <laughs> and specifically the Old Testament role, right? Yeah. Yeah. So this is, uh, how long do we have in the podcast? Right. right? <laughs> um, Simeon, it's not the first time in Luke that the Holy Spirit's mentioned. Mm-hmm. It's actually striking to me how consistent the Holy Spirit mm. in two chapters mm-hmm. is mentioned yes. a whole lot, three times at yes. least, with Zechariah, the Holy Spirit coming upon him, coming upon Elizabeth, coming upon Simeon. Mm. So I think that's kind of neat yes. to, for us to, to see like the Holy Spirit is active and there, which makes sense because we're entering into the new covenant. We're entering into God fulfilling his promise of the Spirit, not just simply coming and enabling people for specific tasks or roles that they're given, but actually indwelling people permanently. And so you ask the question about the Spirit in the Old Testament. One of the things you read the Old Testament, you're going to see the Spirit of God referred to, the Spirit of God referred to over and over again. You don't see the Holy Spirit talked about in the way that we see in the New Testament, i.e. the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. We see this God's Spirit, God's Spirit, God's Spirit, God's Spirit came upon them. Um, and, And that's just it. That's the biggest difference is God's Spirit, when it's present in the Old Testament, comes upon people for specific tasks. So, for instance, one of the times we see that as God is telling Moses, I want you to build the tabernacle, and this is what the tabernacle is going to look like. And, he's, mm. and he says, my Spirit's going to come upon these individuals, and, they're gonna, and the Spirit's going to be used to make these beautiful things for the worship of my name. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a little... That's a little something right there, right? So the Holy Spirit, when he comes upon people, what's he doing? He's enabling people mm. to do things mm-hmm. to bring glory, glory to, to God. God. Um, but he doesn't stay with them. He doesn't, it's, it's not something that resides in them. It's for a season he comes. The, the, the you know, as, as I told you, I had my little cheat, you know, cheat yeah, yeah, here of all yeah. these, you know, all these passages where, the Spirit comes upon his, his people, like Second Samuel uh, 23, 2. It says, the Spirit of the Lord spoke by me, and his mm-hmm. word was on my tongue. Ezekiel says in Ezekiel 2, 2, the Spirit entered me when he spoke to me. And so, so we see the Spirit coming upon prophets in particular yes. to be used to minister to God's people. Yes. To often bring words of judgment, to bring words of encouragement. But he doesn't stay. He doesn't stay, and it's not until we see later on in, in Joel's prophecy that he says, you know, my spirit's going to come upon my people, yes. and he's going to remain with, with them. And so biggest difference between how the spirit worked before Christ and after Christ was he was a temporary presence mm-hmm. in the lives, lives of people. Mm. But, um, but his purpose remains the same. Purpose remains the same. In the purpose Old Testament the and the New Testament. But, but now he permanently resides. Yes. When, we went, when we went through the book of Ephesians, this is what we have that they don't have. This was the, the great mystery. This is, this is unbelievable. You know, in Ephesians chapter 1, he comes here and Paul's talking and it says, he says this about the Spirit. says, um, in him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, and again, belief comes by grace through faith, right? You know, it's like we don't, you know, our faith is a manifestation of the grace that's given. 
we're sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. Sealed. The Spirit remains upon us. And then Paul will come and he'll, and he'll talk about it later. And he says, he says this. He says that the Spirit not only is someone who is, is there who, who seals us, but it's the Spirit who comes and continues to minister in us. We are a dwelling place, he says, for the Spirit of God. Yes. So, yes. So for those that would think, you know, um, how special is this? How unique is this? Even yeah. Jesus said, I'm going away for you, from you. He says in John 14 and 16, 15, 16, you know, he's all talking about that upper room discourse. Jesus says, it's good that I'm going away from you. Mm. And I always, whenever I preach this, how could Jesus say that? Mm. So many people mm. say, I want a mm. real physical Jesus. If I could just yes. hold him. Right? Yes. Jesus says, you yes. don't get it. Yes. It's way better that I'm not with you out in front of you. Yes. That's his words. That's his words. It's yes. better they go away. Why? Because I'm going to send the comforter. Yes. And he will be with you and in you. The Holy Spirit of God. I don't know. As we're sitting here, Jason, like God's spirit is in you. Yes. He is. He's, he's in me. He is present here in us. And he intercedes for us. He prays mm -hmm. for us. He, he's never going to leave us. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, that is just, that's what the Old Testament saints longed for. And yes. we get it in full. And we get to experience it. We get, to get it we get in to experience. full. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So. wow. That's so neat. Um, you and when we come to the scripture, we uh, seek to let the scripture preach itself. Yeah. Meaning we're, we're not, we don't come with agenda. We're not trying to say, hey, I want to preach this. And so let me see how I can make the scripture work. Right. Me saying that the last three weeks, so uh, three weeks ago, I preached on Genesis 22, yeah. which talked about trust and obedience. Mm -hmm. Last week, you, on part of circumcision, you talked about how that even showed the obedience of Christ even in that. Yeah. This week we talked about uh, Simeon and and even his his carefulness to his to okay. be obe oh, to obey. So last three weeks, I mean, yeah. there's a common theme here of obedience, yeah. and yeah. and and so uh, some people in our faith they 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 want to go to the extreme and say uh, the the word is just showing us what Christ has done. He's obeyed perfectly. I don't have to worry about it. Right. Right. Yeah, some say that. I can't obey all these things. I'm just a wretched sinner. Yeah. Some might. That's all they do is try to obey. Yeah. So so help me understand that with obedience as a Christian. Um, yeah. How do I look at the obedience instructions of the Word of God? That's a really great uh, question, and it is something that we need to understand. That's why I was teaching on it. You were teaching mm -hmm. on it to understand that grace and obedience are not opposed to each other. They're not. Um, but are really two sides of the exact same coin. Yes. It says that Simeon was righteous and devout. It's said of Zechariah and Elizabeth that they were righteous and faithful to obey everything that was mm -hmm. in the law mm -hmm. of, of God. Mm -hmm. And so we don't see these things in conflict with one another. And that's what we make it about in the church yes. sometimes. You know, I'm not able to obey. Right. In your flesh. Correct. As a fallen sinner, you are incapable of any righteousness. Yes. But when you are saved and redeemed by the Son of God, not only are your past sins forgiven, but as we clearly see, he gives us his righteousness. We become the righteousness of God through yes. Jesus Christ. He obeyed perfectly for us. Yes. So now we are considered righteous. And then the scriptures are clear. As I said in the sermon, I think it's the simplest one. That's how I always go to it. Therefore, be imitators of God 
as beloved children. Mm -hmm. The only way that we can be beloved children is if we have been made righteous mm -hmm. and acceptable to God, which is the whole mm -hmm. first part of mm -hmm. Ephesians has told us we have been. We're no longer in darkness. We are in light. And so our obedience to God, number one, is expected. Yes. Because it's who we are. We're not we are. fallen, unrighteous sinners. I will go to my <laughs> death on this one, and I will argue this with anybody. I will say, listen, you as a follower of Jesus are considered a saint. Yes. You are never referred to as a sinner. You are someone who, the way that I've said it is, you know, look at your life. You are not a sinner capable of acting like a saint. You are a saint who is capable of sinning. Mm, yes. And so, so our obedience is something that now we work out not to earn God's favor and acceptance, but it's because of who we actually are. And, uh, and his grace comes to us. And that's why we have the Holy Spirit now that indwells us. Yes. To empower he us empowers to live these us. lives. It's not yeah. like, it's not, I love it. I, there was a, uh, one time on Sunday morning, I got brought my power tools up here. I said, when we think about the Spirit and his role in our lives, he's the one who empowers us. And so we're like power tools you know, apart mm -hmm. from the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. if we don't have the Spirit in us, then, you know, we're just, we're just tools. We can't do anything. But the moment we have the Spirit, we are connected. And I plug the power tools in, you know, yeah. and I turn them on. And it's like yeah. the Spirit enlivens us. We're able yes. to walk in obedience. We're to do these things. And when we fail, and we will, we will. we're not talking about perfectionism here. Nope. That only no. comes in heaven. That's no. only our glorification. Um, what we're talking about, though, is we don't forsake obedience. Mm. We're living out who we really are, and we have the spirit that enables us mm. to do it, and sin's no longer our master. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and so when we do fail, that's according to the flesh, but praise be to God. He forgives us when, when we do it. And, and, and the forgiveness side, part of why we have the uh, confession, remind us who we are in Christ, remind us that we still sin. Um, part of gathering is, we talk about, is to remind one of the truths. For me personally, yesterday morning, so on Sunday mornings, I get up, use about 5.30, and part of mm. my uh, preparing is I'll turn on uh, Psalm, using starting at Psalm 90, and just okay. let the whole thing keep playing as mm -hmm. I'm hearing it. Yeah. And so yesterday morning, I'm listening to this, listening to, and, and God's reminding me of the truths. I'm getting excited. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, all this condemnation comes upon me. And I'm starting mm -hmm. going, you can hear it going, how are you going to lead worship? How are you a pastor? Look at the sins that you've done in yeah. the past, right? Yeah. And, that, yeah. and, and I, knew, I know the truths, but even as a pastor, that started weighing me down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, I I realized third services were singing through one of the songs of, of see Jesus in every picture. All of a sudden that hit me of going, all these things yeah. that keeps coming back to me. Yeah. Yeah. And that's part of the importance of us gathering and, and being reminded of, and the spirit reminding you of it, right? Yeah. Of the truths of the gospel. A amen. Uh, you and I could not come and do what we do. I understand that the righteousness I have to preach yes. the word of God, everything that I say, I fail in, in doing. Yes. Um, I don't obey perfectly, right. but, I'm, but as I'm preaching to the congregation, I'm, I'm preaching to myself yes. as, as well, um, because how, how, could we, how could any of us stand? We had yeah. a funny conversation, if I can give you a little insight in my family, after, uh, after church. So if you were there on Sunday morning, I was wearing, a, uh, I was wearing this, yellow, yes. uh, this yellow sweater, um, and it just happened to match the font. It did. And, and so it I did. can tell you, church family, you, you really notice what I wear. I had so many people come up, they're like, hey, that outfit looked really great. It matched the font. And I'm like, and did you hear what I had to say? <laughs> did no, you hear what I had to say? But Hannah told me something. She, she, we were having lunch, and we were talking about that. That was just, you know, uh, how funny that was that people noticed it. And she said, she says, oh, man. 
just, you know, you stand up there before people and, mm. you know, you don't think that people, you try and tell yourself that people aren't thinking about, you know, what you're wearing right. or what you look like, right. or, you know, you got a booger <laughs> in your nose or something, something like that. She's like, she's like, how, how can you, how can you do that? I said, let alone just what you're wearing. But as I stand before people, like yeah. if we focus in on ourselves, yeah, not, not just what I'm wearing, you see absolutely. what I'm getting with Absolutely. Like, if I focus in upon my, myself and I don't look to Christ, like, I couldn't stand, I couldn't preach, I, I couldn't no say things. Um, if I did what I did on Sunday mornings, if you did what you did for the praise of men and yeah. all of those kind of things, it would be a crushing weight. We stand in the righteousness of Jesus yeah. Christ. So, so, you know, not thinking about what people are thinking yeah. or let it, listening to our own thoughts yeah. that, that might condemn us or evaluate us. Absolutely. Listen to what Jesus yeah, says Because we're not exempt us. from that. We're not exempt from it. By and, and, and it's a good reminder that we, like, as you preach, as I lead worship, as we're singing, we're not just singing at or speaking at yeah. the people in the current. It's to our own souls as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's uh, 110%. 110%. Yeah. 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 Great conversation. No, Great no, conversation. very good. Yeah. And, I, you know, one final thing I really enjoyed, you know, we had Advent, you know, yes. the beginning of it yesterday yes. and uh, Pastor Tony coming up here with the kids. In the first hour, um, I was able to be in here and I got to hear more of it. I was I was in the back the second hour, um, you know, watching those kids, you know, he'd ask the questions, them answering the mm -hmm. questions and stuff, how many books are in the Bible and those kind of things. Yeah. It's a sweet, it's a sweet thing for us to see, you know, what our children are learning and what, what they're grasping and mm -hmm. even some of the truths that Tony talked about, you know, just... The, the simplicity of it that he was sharing for the kids, how much for our own soul, even before I got up yes, to preach, yeah. is, is a precious thing. And remembering that Advent, as we talked about yesterday, we don't only celebrate that Christ came. Yeah. We now, as part of Advent, are looking forward to the second coming. There's a coming. second coming. There's a second coming. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. May our hearts long for that daily. Yeah, yeah. Well, as we wait for him, mm -hmm. <laughs> good transition. Yeah. So it is the Christmas season. Yep. And we buy gifts. And now remind my kids... Gifts are given because we're being reminded of the greatest gift ever given to sure. us. And so exchanging that. So shopping. Yes. Do you prefer to shop online? I mean, is this even a question these days? Or in person? Online or in person? Oh, man. I, I mean, come on now. Uh, for me, it's, it's online uh, most of the time. For myself... I'm a bargain hunter, especially okay, when okay. it comes, when I'm buying for myself, so not gifts for other people. Um, I like, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll go like, I always kind of know the things that I, okay. that I want. So in person, you can't find some of those deals online, you know, yeah, for yeah, a yeah. shirt or a pair of pants. Yeah. You know, Hannah, Hannah doesn't let me spend more than $20 on an article <laughs> of clothing. So, uh, so I have to, have to be, God bless my wife for that. She's, she's good with that. But, um, yeah, so online. What about you? Do you like going, no, I, do you like going to the no, store? No, 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 no. I'm definitely online because yeah. um, I'm very practical and I want everything to be as efficient as possible. Absolutely. So driving somewhere is a waste of time. Looking around is a waste of time, right? Uh, so I would prefer, and, and I'd rather spend that time with my family. True. I will say when I'm looking to buy something for, for Hannah or for the girls, sometimes, like if they haven't told me like what they want, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like going into a store and being like, oh, I think that you would like that. And typically what I do, you know, is... I'll buy things, especially for Christmas, that I know that she's probably going to return. But yeah. then I know it's going to force her that to have some money that she can actually spend uh, on her own, so she doesn't like great. spending money. So yeah, uh, yeah. You know, Angie's opposite of me. She still likes to be in person, really? but I encourage her to shop online as much as possible. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And now with Amazon, oh gosh, it's here. Yeah, it's yeah. done. You can send it back. So oh, so fast. Yeah. Anyway. All right. All right. Well, have a great week, and God willing, we'll see you next week. Yes.